So, Mike, I was just wondering, have you ever had stitches to your face? Oh, it's funny you should ask that, Michaela. Because uh, <laughs> I could see a little, uh, what would we say, a little Band-Aid across your face and a bit black around the eye there. Yeah. I'm just going, the, who, was, who was the rapper that had the Band-Aid on his face? I'm just going for a bit of the old homeboy look. That, right. That, Doesn't work for you. No. That and the fact that I had a DIY incident on the weekend. <laughs> so how many stitches? Oh, only two, just to preserve my boyish good looks. Oh, well, that's that's not a real injury. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradings Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. And welcome back to the Tradies Business Show. Great to have you with us. My name's Warwick, and I'm joined by my uh, gloating co-host, Michaela. G'day, Michaela. Hello, Warwick. Yes, no, <laughs> I, I don't do any tools for that reason. Well, I was a bit of a tool, and that's how I got the stitches. <laughs> so it's a long, too long a story to actually share on the podcast, so I'm just going to say that uh, you should um, be careful when you're doing home DIY and maybe maybe it's a good reason to get a, a professional tradesperson. Yes, this could be a whole episode just promoting why people should use tradies. Or, or get a specialist who's actually... Or maybe just somebody who uh, knows how to, to install uh, skyhooks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, today's episode is something... It, it's about... Uh, a topic that I have a little more expertise at than installing uh, hooks in my ceiling. Um, it's about business plans. Mm. Everybody just went to sleep. Uh, but we're talking business plans. But more than that, we, we actually were fortunate enough to interview somebody that uh, you hooked us up with, Michaela, um, about a business planning app, which is pretty cool. It is, and they've got a big background in business planning and entrepreneurship, so I thought it'd be good to have a bit of a chat. And, you know, we go a bit international today. He's from uh, Canada, so it was good to have um, our, another North American guest on the show. Yeah, although I don't think the Canadians like to be lumped in as part of North America sometimes. Yes, no. They like well, to distance yes. themselves just a little bit. So Northern Hemisphere? <laughs> yeah, I think Alex was okay with that. So Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was um he's very passionate about what he's doing and uh I've had a bit of a look at, at the app and it's a great resource, not just for tradies, uh, but for small businesses around the globe. They're looking to launch this thing globally, uh, or they are rolling it out globally, but um but just some of his uh insights around why you should have a business plan and uh, what it can actually do for your business, I thought, was was really, really important and very powerful. And the important thing that he does uh, emphasize here is that you don't need a 20-page business plan and sit there for weeks on end trying to type this thing up. There's ways to get just what you need in a simple format that's ready for banks or whoever you need to present your business plans to. Uh, and it's just making the whole process a lot simpler so you're more encouraged to do it and stick to it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the important thing. It's like uh, planning a holiday, you'd have an itinerary or if you're going for a drive, you'd have a roadmap. Well, you, I'd hope you would. Uh, so it's the same for your business. Not if you're male. Mm. Not if you're male, you don't have roadmaps. Oh, some of us do. I, I like Google Maps. <laughs> I, I find that to be quite useful, usually when I'm lost. And uh, 
because <laughs> I never looked at the map when we looked. No, no, it's this way. It's this way. No, no, actually, no, no, I remember it's that way. Uh, just <laughs> let me see what Google says. Mm, I think Google stopped a lot of ha- um, husband and wife driving arguments, to be honest. <laughs> I reckon they've saved a few marriages. Yeah. They should come up with a like a marriage application. Yes, but we're not talking about that today. We're talking about business planning apps because that's so much more exciting. I think the blow to my head has uh, has affected more (laughs) than just my eye socket. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So welcome to the show today, Alex. Uh, we're, We're talking... Business planning, which uh, maybe not the most exciting topic, and we have we have had some unexciting topics on the Tradies <laughs> Business Show, but uh, we make them exciting. What are you talking <laughs> about? We find new and creative ways to make these these topics exciting. We're international today. It, well, yeah, and yeah. and I think everybody will be able to understand our guest uh, today because he's not from America; he's from Canada. Welcome to the show. Uh, now I'm going to say it the way you would say it, Alex. Alex Glassy. So welcome to the show, Alex. Uh, work. Thank you. Thank you, Michaela. Fabulous to be here in Australia, uh, a long, narrow country like Canada, right? We're, we're all uh, around the fringe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yep. Yeah, no, it's great, although it's a little warmer here than what I'm used to, I have to tell you. Yeah, nice. It doesn't <laughs> snow here very often. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is your first time to Australia? This is my first time to Australia, and this is the first city that I've come to, uh, is Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. We don't need to go anywhere else. Yeah, well, yeah. It goes Why downhill from here. Why would you? Why you, would you? You don't need to see the Opera House or Harbour Bridge no, or I, any I, of those I, major I, I, tourist not very exciting at all. <laughs> We've got the big pineapple up the road. That's <laughs> all you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Alex, tell us a bit more about, uh, I guess, not just the company uh, that we're going to talk about in terms of business planning, but tell us a bit about yourself and maybe how you came to be doing what you're doing and sitting in the room with us here today. Yeah, sure. So, uh, my background is as, uh, first of all, a small business person and a consultant, and I also teach uh, business planning. And, and along the way, I just uh, come to realize that the traditional ways uh, of, of small businesses thinking and doing business planning are crap, quite frankly. And uh, so I set out to find a way to help small businesses around the world just think differently about their businesses in a way that was easy for them to, get to, to come about and would actually make a profound change to them and their families. And so created a way of thinking, uh, created an app called uh, Stratpad, and, uh, which is now available in a browser, so cloud-based. Um, and you just, uh, we're on a mission right now to get a million people, a million small business owners to sign up to this and uh, use it to change their world and the world uh, for their families. So it sounds pretty revolutionary, Stratpad, and, and we'll get into that in more detail, but um, why, why Stratpad? Why did you do this? I and mean, what's, what's the, we don't ask this of every guest on the show, but uh, I'm curious to know your why, because I, I can't imagine you woke up one morning and went, ah, oh, you know what, I really want to do business planning. Uh, <laughs> there must be something else driving that, Alex. Or maybe that was the story, right? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, when you say, uh, when I get asked at parties, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? And I talk, I say the word business planning. <laughs> uh, I don't often get invited I'm just going to go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, no one buys me drinks, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, the, for me, it's a give back. I've got two small kids that, uh, you know, that I, that I raised. And, and, uh, and along the way, as I've been raising my kids and working in my community, I just came to realize that the, the heart and soul of every single one of our communities uh, rests with the health of our small business people. And, uh, you know, these are, the, these are the tradies and there's the flower stores and, you know, I often use the, you know, Bob's Plumbing or, uh, you know, Mary's, uh, you know, electric electricians. Uh, these are the heart and soul of our, uh, and around the world, we have all these people that are out there 
just trying to do their best for themselves and their families. And the better they are able to do it, the better world, the better community that all of us uh, have. So that's where it came from. And I just realized that my experience and my interests and, uh, and all those things happened to align. And so I decided to, yes, I'll be the business planning guy. I will sacrifice myself to be the business planning guy. <laughs> You'll be the boring guy. I'll be the boring the benefit guy. of the rest exactly, of the world. Yeah. Exactly right. Well, well, thank you for being that person because you've saved a lot of us from, uh, very from well a fake worse than death. <laughs> so what do you think are some of the fundamental mistakes small business owners make around, you know, this whole business planning area and, and you know, being employees and not business owners? What do you see as some of the fundamental things that they're doing wrong? Yeah, I think there's, there's, I think there are two fundamental things. Uh, the first is, well, maybe three. Uh, the first is that uh, a lot of business people don't think about business. They just don't think about their business. They they have a particular trade or a skill or a passion, and they just they rush into just to pursue that particular passion. That's the first thing. The second thing is is that they they too often uh, view themselves and their business as a single entity and they are in fact in legally if you've incorporated they are in fact two entities and by not thinking of it as a uh, as two entities rather than just one we just kind of trundle along doing our thing and um, and then the third thing is that we actually don't plan we don't plan to uh, how best to uh, get the maximum value from our business not only in the immediate term um, but also in the in the, uh, in the medium and long term. So for example, lots and lots of small businesses work hard for a year and five and 10 and 15 years and then uh, longer and uh, then they end up with, with nothing because they haven't thought about how to take the value that they've been working so hard with all their customers, all their, right, all these things so that they can actually sell it uh, to get some additional value for them and their families and on into retirement. So those are the three things, you know, not thinking in a business manner, uh, thinking of the business and themselves as the same thing, and then not planning uh, for the, uh, the medium term and the long term. And ironically, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the last things that people think about when they start a business. And I think even the language that we use, uh, and I suspect it's the same in Canada as it is here in Australia, but uh, there's plenty of tradies who have gone out and started their own business is right. the language they use, but the reality is they haven't actually started anything. They've just gone and continued the same work, and instead of you know somebody else collecting the money from the clients and paying them a wage, it just comes directly to them. But really, the, the function of that hasn't changed all that much. Um, but the first things they think about are marketing and and signage and advertising and all that sort of stuff. And business planning, uh, you know, it's something I know I probably should have or I did one for the bank so I could get an overdraft. But that's about the extent of people's yeah. uh, foray into planning. So um, what do you see? I mean, you obviously talk to a lot of business owners. Do you see many businesses doing this well or do most people just leave it and don't touch it? I mean, what, what are some of the stats, I suppose, around how many businesses plan and don't plan? Well, the stats are uh, most businesses don't plan, and as you pointed it out, I mean, I wish we had another term for business planning. Like, you know, let's so I, you know, I'm going to challenge all the uh, all the Australians out here who are listening. You know, come, let's come up with a different word for business planning that actually is kind of cool and sexy. Right? <laughs> uh, and uh, good luck. Everyone to would want to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. But but yeah, most businesses uh, don't plan until they're faced with. Uh, having to go to the bank, and then they know everyone knows and fears the fact that I now have to create this freaking document 
uh, in order to give it to the bank, in order to get my loan for my truck or my equipment. Um, uh, and yet that is such a narrow part of what uh, business planning is. I, you know, I, I said at the very beginning that what we want to do is we want to think. And it's by thinking ahead of time about who we are, who our customers are, what our community really wants, and then by translating that into some kind of plan, not to just to get a loan, but to actually magnify our strengths. Uh, when we do that, what we see, and the stats are that if you plan in that way, your revenues will go up 30%. This is a huge number. Just you, yourself, and your truck, if you could, or your equipment, or whatever you're doing, if you could raise your revenues by 30%, you'll probably have an increased 10% profitability to the bottom line or 20% profitability. So imagine making 20% more take home because you spent two or three days sitting down thinking. And that isn't just 30% one time. That's 30% every single year for the rest of, your, of the time that you're actually in business for yourself. Mm. That's a, it's a profound statistic. And what it also does is that additional 30% keeps you from failing. So many businesses start out and then get on the what we call the hamster wheel of death. Like they just they just crank it out their living. They're barely making it right. They're barely making their bill payments, and it's no fun. And you end up with a with a lousy boss who, unfortunately, you're looking at in the mirror every morning. Uh, tough to tough to leave that boss behind. <laughs> <laughs> and so, how can um, small business owners really start to move that? Shifting from you know them being their business and, and in it so much to actually being a true business owner, looking at the value and the potential of their business. How do they? Because you're saying it start a change in the thinking. Yeah. How, how does one start that? Well, the very first thing you need to do, I think, is you know get a piece of paper and at the top of the piece of paper put me, and at the bottom of the piece of paper put my business, and let's just separate those two. And then draw one curved arrow from me to the business and go, my responsibility is to build a business that is financially sustainable. That's the first thing. And then draw another curved arrow from the bottom, from my business back up to me and understand that the business has a responsibility to support me and my family. So that's the first thing. Let's separate the two and mm -hmm. let's understand that the business has a responsibility to add value back into my life. And by separating myself from my business, it leads to other good things, which, I mean, we can go on and on about this, but that's the first thing. Let's separate the two. Because I know a lot of, um, you know, small business owners, they, they get depressed and have real issues because if the business is failing, they look at themselves as a failure and right. really take a lot of mm -hmm. that personal stuff on as well. Uh, so it's really interesting that that's an important key to moving forward is starting that shift and, and breaking off yeah. that time. Yeah, the other thing that that does is it allows... It allows one to realize that my skill as a tradie is half of the skill that I need. Now I need to, do, to develop another skill, which is the skill as a business owner and a manager. And those are skills that we don't get taught. Where do we get? To, we don't get taught in high school. We don't get taught in plumbing school. So where do we go to learn that stuff? Um, but that is the challenge that's in front of us. And now we need to go and find resources and people to help us become. Uh, better business owners, better business managers. And obviously our listeners go to the Tradies Business Show That's to right. learn how to do that, Alex. So uh, thank yeah. you for, for opening the door on that one. <laughs> but uh, but it is such a great point. And, and we were chatting before we hit record this morning about uh, 
uh, you know, I guess just introducing ourselves to you. And, and I talk about my father on the show a little bit, and we're going to interview him uh, soon. He's agreed to an interview, uh, so I'll get my dad on the show, which and, should be interesting. And yes, <laughs> listeners, I'm going to bring up that uh, wardrobe issue that Warwick talked about a few episodes stash, ago. Yep. The secret stash of men's magazine, shall we say. That we don't yet know his father knew he'd found the stash, but that's, we will touch on yeah, that. Yeah, well, let's move on. So, uh, but, but it, there is that whole um, belief that if I do a good job as a tradie, as, as, as anybody um, in business, uh, so if I'm, I'm a great accountant or I'm a great plumber or I'm a great mechanic or whatever it might be, that will will end up successful and it's not necessarily the case there's lots of uh starving artists and i know one of our other guests uh, and and friends from the u.s nick may from walls by design uh he hires starving artists um brilliant painters and all that sort of stuff that make no money because they're not actually running a business they're great at their craft right. um, but that doesn't actually predispose you to making enough money or having as you say Alex an asset that we can sell or pass on to future generations or whatever so that's right um, so aside from I guess separating the business and the person um, what are some other steps or or shifts that our listeners can make to to start heading down that path yeah it's a great question thanks uh, Warwick there are two main things that we talk about the first is thinking strategically And as soon as I use the word strategically, especially at parties, (laughs) the room completely clears. And that's because strategy is a word that has been used primarily with uh, large, boring companies, with large, boring consulting firms and large, boring universities. The fact is that strategy can be boiled down into three things. And the first is that you need to create something that looks unique to your customers. And so if you're a great plumber. I'm going to keep picking on the plumbers here. But yep. if, you're a great, if you're a great plumber, then don't only be a great plumber, but make sure that the things that you do uh, look like you're a great plumber. So you've got a clean truck, you've got clean uniforms, you arrive on time, you right, maybe you're using an, uh, uh, some kind of technology to be able to do quotes and t- right, do all the things that you need to do in order to be a great plumber. The second thing is, is that uh, those things that help you be unique, those things should lead to an increase in perceived value. In other words, your customers should look at you and go, wow, that guy's a great plumber. That gal's a great plumber. And then the third thing is you want to be able to defend that against your competition. And so find something that's a a little unique that you can actually uh, preach and be proud of. So I'm the plumber that never sleeps, for example, right? If you if you got a pipe that bursts at two thirty in the morning, you just call me on my cell and I'll be there within an hour. Something like that. Now, if you're doing, if you're thinking in that way, you're actually thinking about building this business and not just yourself, right? And what that will then lead to is the second major piece, which is setting prices. And too often, what we as artists or as software people or as plumbers we undervalue uh, our contribution to our customers. And we set our price too low because we think that if our price is high, that customers aren't going to want to pay for us. But if you're unique, if you've got a special something out there that you've developed, you should be able to uh, be able to set your price higher. So let's do the same work, but let's get paid more for doing that work. But now let's do it in a really, in a more professional way, a more prompt way, and all those things. That then leads to that increase, that 30% increase in revenues for doing the same work. Does that mm. help to answer that question? 
yeah. yeah. I, I, I almost guarantee there'll be some listeners out there, um, you know, either screaming at the, the steering wheel <laughs> as they're driving, listening to this, or, you know, thinking you've just uh, committed heresy by talking about charging more for the same work, that there's, there is a fear amongst uh, all business owners, really, that if I charge more, I'll lose customers. Right. But it is about that, the word that I love to use is perception. And right. if someone perceives that you're a better plumber because you have the clean van and the uniforms and the great scripts when you answer the phone and all that professionalism, people will pay for what they perceive you to be worth versus the guy with, as we talk about, uh, you know, the bum hanging out of the shorts and the, the dirty shirt and, and, you know, the scratches all over the van, the faded signage. So um, it's all the stuff Mikhail and I bang on about all the time. So it's really nice to have somebody way smarter than me actually come <laughs> in here and uh, confirm that we're on the right track. So, yeah, definitely uh, answered the question. We do not do know what we're talking about. <laughs> Apparently yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Uh, Here's, here, I'll give you a quick story. Uh, there's a friend of mine, uh, Terry Smith, lives in Canada, and his, uh, he was in the auto body business. And historically, the auto body business has been exactly as you describe, uh, you know, a place where women fear to tread. You just won't walk in there. And what he realized was that if he could, that the, that the number one customer was actually women. So if their car gets pranged, it's the, it's the, the wife in the, right, who takes the car into the auto body shop. Mm-hmm. So what he did was he created, he started off uh, something called Boyd Auto Body, and it was all about just having a clean shop. And, uh, and uh, you could eat off the floors and clean uniforms and young, clean people at the front to take the, right? And a couple of other things. Over the course of 10 years, he created the largest auto body chain in the world simply by going out and buying undervalued auto body shops, <laughs> right, from your typical auto body person, cleaning them up. And then just by cleaning them up, he, he increased the value of that same shop by a factor of two to five times. It's an extraordinary story, and all it was was just a little cleaning, cleaning up, right, to increase the value. And of course, the prices went up because people preferred to go there. And if they prefer to go there, they're willing to pay more. That's right. So the other thing about pricing is that if you set your price too low, you're communicating that you've got a cheap company or a cheap practice. If you set your price high, the first thing people will say is, "Wow, they must be better. They must right." So price is a great way of telling the marketplace what you're trying to tell them. Mm. And I know one thing too, especially with trades, you know, they go all like quite hourly and stuff like that. People want to pay for a result as right. well. And, you know, you can certainly charge more for a result. People don't really want to know how long it's going to take you. They just want to know if my pipes are busted, how much is that going to fix and are you going to turn up on time to do that? So I think people, you know, especially in this industry, really do chronically undervalue their time yes. and, and what they can do right absolutely and as a, as a business coach and a mentor to tradies um, I have to say that was music to my ears Alex so thank you for making me uh, feel better about myself today but uh, <laughs> but it's also something I've seen a lot over the years is is encouraging and sometimes um, cajoling clients to increase their rates right. along with doing that other work like cleaning up their workshop or whatever and they are always surprised at the response they get um, and and the best one that I've heard and I've heard it many times is when customers say oh I've I've thought you were too cheap for years you know I've been thinking you should have put your prices up ages ago <laughs> and that's coming from customers so uh, so that's always a great sign that you know it, it's it's not or the fear isn't real that people will leave when we put our prices up so yeah so we, we've 
sort of we haven't talked about um, business planning specifically, and I and I'm sure you're dying to do that. And I know our listeners are dying <laughs> to hear about business planning, but. Um, Tell us a bit more about Stratpad, Alex, and, and what that's got to do with business planning and how that's going to help our listeners to actually go out there and find that 30% increase in revenue. Right. Uh, Stratpad is an online tool that encompasses all the things that, that we've been talking about. It helps, first of all, it's got some videos that help to uh, teach a little bit about how to think about your business in a, in a new way. It's these, these videos and the entire product are designed for people who are unsophisticated, completely unsophisticated in the ways of business because most small business people are unsophisticated in the ways of business. So it's got some learning in there, something called Stratpad College, and then what it does is it takes you through the process of telling your story, which really is what a business plan is all about. And so who are your customers and right, what kind of issues, et cetera, et cetera. So it just walks you through the process. Again, there's help, there's videos, there's live help uh, embedded right into the, uh, into the product itself. And then it asks you for, then it comes to the financials. And so creating financial statement projections and again, so we talk about business planning, and we talk about the word strategy, and then we talk about business or uh, financial statement projections. Now, not only is the room clear, but the entire building <laughs> is empty, and I'm left alone. Down. I'm left alone, yeah, just me and my iPad. Um, and uh, what Stratpad does is it says, we know that you don't know what a, how to build an, an integrated income statement or whatever. And so it says, but you know what your rent is, and you know what your... Uh, pricing is and you know some of the other basics parts. So just give us those numbers and then we'll do the rest. And so what it does is it it guarantees that you will be able to create uh, a complete integrated set of financial projections that your bank will love. In fact, I'm meeting with banks all over the world. Uh, I'm going right around the world right now. I'm meeting with banks all over the world. In fact, they'll be in here in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they love what we're doing because then they don't have to see crappy financial projections coming from the tradies, right? They're guaranteed to get good stuff. Uh, and then what, what Stratpad also does is it helps you to stay on track. If you set yourself a particular goal, a revenue goal, or a performance goal of some kind, it helps you to stay on track in a couple of different ways. So it really is a tool that that is designed for you, you know, every couple of weeks, once a month, to just spend, just spend 10, 15 minutes with it over a cup of coffee and work on your business rather than just trundling along working in your business and, uh, and yeah, so let's create that value. Great. So it's really making business planning very much simpler for people that don't understand right. what business planning is. That's exactly right. Just yeah. takes you by the hand and step by step walks you through it. What are some of the, the critical aspects to a great business plan? I know if, if people go and um, you know check out the Stratpad app, uh, they'll get, I guess, that information. But uh, for anybody who's, who's now busting out of their skin to go and develop their first business plan, they're just going to block out the whole day and go and do it. Um, what are some of the critical uh, elements of a great business plan, Alex? Well, the critical elements of a great business plan is that uh, it, needs to, it needs to tell your story very clearly and very succinctly. And it needs to tell your... So, for example, there are three stories that you need to be able to tell. One is the story that you tell your customer. So when you're sitting in front of your customer, you need to be able to say... I understand who you are, I understand what your issue is, and I can offer a solution to that particular problem better than anybody else in this, in this clear and wonderful way. Uh, the next uh, story that you're obviously going to tell is to your bank. And uh, what you need to be able to tell your bank is, I, I, I want this much money, but here's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other thing. Uh, 
So what the, what the business plan does is it just has a way of allowing you to tell your story to your customer, to your bank, um, just very clearly and, and simply as well. So that's what, again, Strapit helps you to do is to help you answer those questions about, <clears throat> pardon me, exactly who your customers, exactly where you're trading, exactly what you're doing, and then if you get bank money, then exactly what you're going to be doing with it. Mm. Do, you, do you find people make this harder than it really is? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, the word business planning, is it comes out of the 1950s. Uh, it is just, there's got to be a better word. Uh, and so, and I don't know what that is yet. Uh, but maybe it's, yeah, I don't know what the word is. But yeah, it's way harder than it really is. We guarantee that you, you should be able to sit down today with Strapad, and by the same time tomorrow, you should have your business plan done or a really, really good first draft. Because mm. I, I think, uh, speaking from my experience, the reason a lot of people avoid doing it is not because they don't uh, believe in the importance of having a business plan, but it just seems like such a daunting task to sit down and create a 73-page document with 20 pages of financials and you know all these detailed marketing strategies and budgets and forecasts and everything else that goes along with it. Right. And so it's just it's way too hard. And you know what? I'll just go and serve another customer and make some money. Well, absolutely right. And here's the thing about business planning is that in the olden days, you're absolutely right. Olden days being, <clears throat> pardon me, 10 years ago or older, you would be creating a 120-page document. But now, uh, well, I mean, no one likes to write it, and certainly the bankers don't want to read it. And so what, what uh, Strapad produces is a four-page document, you know, two to four pages that just tells your story simply. And then again, we'll create the, uh, the, the, uh, the financial projections so you don't have to. So whether it's five pages or ten pages, you don't mm. care because you didn't have to create it. Yep. So yeah, yeah. It's, it really is as simple as writing maybe 15 to 20 paragraphs about yourself and your business, and that's it. And I know one thing that is um, important, not only is having the business plan, but reviewing it and keeping it up to date. So how often do you think people should review their business plans? Yeah, there's. I think you should be reviewing the progress of your business um, every month or so. Mm-hmm. You know, sit down with your bookkeeper, or your accountant, your trusted advisor uh, every month for half an hour to an hour. Take a look at your financials your financial statements, start to understand what those mean. Uh, you know, don't just look into your bank account. There's way, there's a lot of things that a financial statement can tell you. So just your bank balance doesn't reflect, you know, the position <laughs> of your business. Is that what you're telling me? It's exactly right. It's I've exactly right. A hint of sarcasm there, Michael, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, so sit down with a bookkeeper for half an hour, an hour, uh, um, just a month. And, uh, and just make sure that you're on track to, right? And then pull out the old business plan and say, okay, I was trying to do this, uh, you know, expand into uh, Brisbane or expand or get a second truck or, right? Just make sure that you're, just remind yourself of the direction that you're trying to go into. And, and uh, again, if you do an hour a month, it's better than what you're doing now. And it will make huge changes to, uh, and in a year from now, you'll have learned You'll be a better business manager, and you'll be better able to then take it the next step and the next step. So that's the evolution. That's the ride, the journey that we invite all tradies to come on with us is uh, let's slowly but surely, not overnight, let's slowly but surely become better business people. Mm. Yep. And so one question uh, that we do like to ask, well, there's a couple of questions we like to ask our guests, Alex, and you have no idea what I'm about to ask you. I can tell by the look on your face. Uh, thinking, what are these weird Australians going to do now? Um, but, but one we do like to ask is, are you a home DIY person? Or do you do your own tradey stuff at home or do you leave it to the professionals? 
No, in fact, uh, I leave it to the professionals. Uh, I have a, I just bought a, a, a place in uh, Victoria, Canada, where I'm from, and I'm gone on the road now for 36 days. And so in my absence, uh, it's being gutted and uh, repainted and refreshed and all the rest of that stuff. And quite frankly, uh, I'm, I've tried to find the best painter, uh, the best people to, uh, to do the work on the, on, the, on, the, on the job, and I didn't ask about the price. So I don't know if you were driving at that, but uh, when I get back, I fully expect that I'm going to walk into a brand new home and really looking forward to it. Cool. Right. So, so you're not one to pick up the uh, screwdriver or the pliers yourself necessarily, Alex? Well, I used to be, but I learned that uh, every time I tried to save a buck, it would cost me five. <laughs> uh, so someone would have to come along and way smarter than me and fix it. Absolutely right. Or I, I found myself one day on, my, on the back. I was doing some electrical work. And I found myself on the back, on my own back, with a smoking screwdriver in my hand. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, that's enough. Yeah. So the other question we like to ask is, if you had a thousand tradies in the room, what would be the one message you'd like to give them? But I think our listeners would be much more interested in knowing is, have you or will you have any Vegemite while you're here in Australia? I have no idea what Vegemite is. Right. It's something that... It's a spread. <laughs> it it's goes like, on your toast. Yeah. yeah. But it's... <laughs> other than Aussies generally don't like it. Yeah. So it's quite a weird, salty I, I, You wouldn't taste. have heard of Marmite. Or yeah, Marmite. Well, I'm actually yeah. from Britain originally, so I've heard of Marmite. Yeah. Yep. And I hear that the Vegemite is kind of like... Isn't that like a old... <laughs> Car oil? It resembles that. Yeah, it looks like yeah. wheelbearing grease. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Probably tastes about the same, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. So that'll be a no on the veggie mice. Yeah. And so, a thousand tradies in the room. What would you, be the one message you'd like to tell them for business success? Wow. Uh, Besides using strap pads. Yeah. Be all that you can be. No, that's the United States. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, the one thing is just think. Think differently. Uh, don't get up tomorrow morning and think I'm just going to go out and and and, uh, and see a few customers and crank out a few bills. Start thinking differently about your uh, yourself and your business, and see if you can think about a way of increasing your revenue by 30% in the coming 12 months. That's the challenge I would make to you. Uh, I would make for all tradies, and I I absolutely guarantee that you will be able to do it. I guarantee that if you sit down and think about your business, you will be able to increase your revenues by 30% in the coming year, or I'll give you your money back. (laughs) (laughs) So thankfully, this is a free podcast, Alex, (laughs) because I think you held your breath when you said that. Um, But uh, Stratpad, uh, if someone's listening and they're keen to go and check it out, find out more, maybe uh, start using it, uh, where would they go to find out more about Stratpad? Yeah, uh, happy to have you come, uh, every single one of you who's listening www.stratpad.com S-T-R-A-T-P-A-D.com You can sign up for free. You can create your first plan absolutely for free. Uh, you can do everything that you like uh, absolutely for free. And uh, we hope to hear from you. And uh, I hope to hear from uh, a thousand tradies in Australia <laughs> in 12 months from now who have just said, Hey, mate, we've just we've <laughs> achieved that 30% challenge that you sent to us. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a pretty good hey, mate. I'm impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for your time um, today. We hope you have a wonderful stay in Australia. And thanks to Northern Business Consultants as well for hosting you. And, uh, yeah, we uh, will link the Stratpad site on the show notes as well, so if anyone wants to go there. But Great. thanks for your time, Alex. Thanks, okay, Alex. Thank you, Warwick. Thank you so much. Cheers. Nice. 
So it was a great chat with Alex and a big shout out to Northern Business Consultants for hooking us up with Alex. And hopefully you got a lot about that, at, a lot out of that, uh, and that you're not so scared by doing a bit of planning in your business now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Your business plan doesn't have to be 27 pages. I think there's a big misconception out there, and Alex spoke about that, is uh, it should be a document that you actually use, and that's where their app, Stratpad, is pretty powerful. Uh, and having something that you refer back to is the key, because otherwise you just won't look at it. It's like the old, I'm old enough to remember the old Refidex or UBD. And, you know, it was like a 300-page uh, street directory, and you had to have one for every city. Uh, and then try and look at it while you're driving. It was a nightmare. So <laughs> nowadays we have you know, a GPS or Google Maps or whatever application you're using, and you're just looking at the bit that's in front of you. And that's kind of like uh, you know a good business plan is you just need to look at the bit that's that's in front of you. Maybe the next six or twelve months, you don't need to know everything else that's in the whole greater you know Sydney or or LA district because it's just going to do your head in. That's it. And so we must do a shout-out also to our sponsors of the show, uh, Face-to-Face Training. So if you're looking at getting your employees or tradies on your site upskilled and get a government rebate for doing so, so that doesn't cost you anything, uh, head to Face-to-Face. Oh, I've forgotten the (laughs) website address, Warwick. What is it? Or if you need to train your co-host... In uh, yes. the website for your show supporter, <laughs> it's uh, it's face to face dot edu dot au. So that's face to face, as in f a c e t o f a c e. And uh, there's training for yourself as well. If you're a, if you're a tradie business owner, uh, you might be able to get training for yourself. And we have to be a bit careful about uh, what we say. The compliance people have had a chat to us. Uh, you, the whole government funding thing, you may be able to get some, but the best thing is. Just go talk to the guys at Face to Face and they can they can actually tell you straight from the horse's mouth. And do they have anything on putting skyhooks up? Uh, I'm pretty sure they would have some training on <laughs> not being a knob at home and uh, <laughs> spending three hours of your Sunday afternoon sitting at the emergency department. Uh, <laughs> yes. You're going to use this against me, aren't you, Michaela? Probably for a little while. <laughs> I'll see how much I can get out of it. Mm. And the other thing, so what you could have been doing when you were sitting in emergency for three hours is had a look at the Tradies Business Toolkit, which is our membership site, which is really about helping you with business planning, but as well as helping you build a valuable asset rather than just be a technician on the tools every day. So if you want to work less and make more money, check out Tradies Business Toolkit. It's just a dollar for the first 30 days and then $10 after that up until the end of June. If you join before then, after that, it might go up a little bit. Yes. And there's lots of good stuff like webinars and live training and a really cool Facebook group that everybody's getting into, as well as videos and all sorts of resources, templates and things that you need done for your business. So head over there. Great stuff. So that's tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com. We might even put some tips in there about uh, how not to get stitches in your head. Can we not talk about this ever again, Michaela? Would that be okay? All right. I promise. No more. <laughs> I don't trust you. <laughs> All right, listeners, uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. been great having you with us. I hope you go and uh, work on your business plan this week. And uh, until next time. Bye. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? 
Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.